0: At Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling, so we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. Today we are talking all about your email list, or what I often refer to here at Brand Mary as your online community. And email list building, although we often think of it as a marketing strategy, and yes, of course it is, it is so closely related to the branding process. Because at the end of the day, it's really centered around your mission, the movement that you want to create, obviously your key demographic that you want to attract, and ultimately your expertise, what you want to share with the world. And building an email list, as I often say, has been hands down the best decision I made when I started my business. I started building an email list right away. Shortly after I had defined my brand and I knew you know, what I wanted to say and how I wanted to show up in the world and ultimately who I wanted to attract, although not crystal clear on my offer just yet, I will be honest about that, I started attracting email subscribers. I knew very quickly that I wanted to create a community for my brand and my business. And at the time, I did not understand or know anything about the ROI from email marketing or, you know, that so many people had ultimately been using it for years and years and years. I just knew deep down that I wanted to have a way to communicate with people who were interested in my brand. And That, again, was such a great decision, and I have year after year after year always prioritized my email list, and the chances that you are listening to this episode right now and are also subscribed to the Brand Mary email list are incredibly high, and today I want to talk more about email list building, and specifically, I want to talk about why email lists fail because what is often shared when it comes to email marketing is how to build an email list or how to increase conversions on an email list or how to create, create uh, engagement on an email list and all those different things and those tactics and those tips are important and we will touch on some of those today. I think there's a bigger reason why emails fail and what I have been seeing I would say as really Something that's coming up more and more with people who are hiring me for one to one work, who have established brands, is that they're realizing that their community that they have built, their email list they have built, isn't actually full of their ideal customers. Now, next week, I am gearing up to host a live challenge. And this live challenge is all about email list building. It's specifically about your lead magnet and creating a lead magnet that is going to attract the right people to your brand. So after today's episode, I would love for you to head over to brandmary.com slash magnet, M-A-G-N-E-T, and get signed up for that free challenge. I'm going to be delivering four free live trainings. I'll also have a Facebook group pop up available for you to ask me any questions. And my goal is that you walk away at the end of the week being crystal clear on creating an irresistible lead magnet. Because, as we're going to talk about in today's episode, it truly is the key. All right. So let's begin by quickly breaking down some of the pieces to email marketing. Because I think it's important to understand how these different pieces fit in and then we'll talk a bit more about the specifics on why emails fail. So like even though you have all of these basics that we're going to talk about which most people do, they're still not seeing the results from their email marketing and that's what we're going to dive into. But in order for us to really pinpoint those mistakes we'll say or you know why email lists ultimately fail, we've got to have a base understanding. So really, really fast, no matter where you're at in the process of marketing or building your business, there are a few key things that you need when building an email list. All right. Number one is that you need to have something that you provide in exchange for their name, and their email. And this is often referred to as a lead magnet, as I just talked about, or a freebie or a free gift. There's a lot of interchangeable words that we use in marketing. You've probably seen all of them. And this essentially is there so that when someone says yes, I would love this freebie, right? They're giving you their name and their email address, essentially subscribing to your email list, okay? So that's number one. Number two is that you need a way to capture that information and send them the freebie. And so this typically will look like an email marketing platform. We really love ConvertKit, and if you head over to the show notes at primary.com, you can go ahead and actually get a free trial for ConvertKit if you wanna test it out. Another platform that we love um, is Flowdesk. A lot of our clients use Flowdesk, especially if they want you know, really beautiful designed emails. Flowdesk is definitely a really fantastic option for that. But no matter what platform you choose, and there are tons and tons of platforms to choose from, essentially you need a way to have a form where someone puts their name and their email address in, and then automatically sends out the freebie or sends out a link to watch a video or whatever your freebie ultimately will be. And then in addition to that, we recommend that whatever email platform you choose, there is some sort of automation on the back end where you can schedule an email sequence, so a series of emails at very specific sending intervals that go out to your audience to introduce yourself and to build that no like, and trust factor and potentially promote a service or a paid offer. So those are just the basics, okay? The very, very basics of email marketing, just so we're all on the same page. Now, a lot of people get those basics, they put those pieces into place but then they're not seeing results. And so, obviously, when it comes to email marketing, I believe that there are kind of two areas where it can fail. Area one is that you're not getting email subscribers, right? Your community is not growing. And that is a marketing issue, okay? <laughs> Typically, I would say that, you know, nine times out of 10, it is because not enough people are being introduced to your brand and are being told about your lead magnet, right? Because that's really the angle that you're taking. You're saying, okay, I've got this free guide. I have this free audio meditation. I have a video where I teach you the three steps to a stronger core, whatever that is. That's the marketing angle that you're taking. And then people give their name and their email address so that they can ultimately take advantage of that. If you're not seeing enough people land on that opt-in page, if you're not seeing enough people, you know, actually opting in, it's most likely a marketing problem. And that's where you really want to dive into a lot of the different things that we share here at Brand Mary. Tons of fast blog posts and podcasts and everything on how you actually get your brand seen, right? So that's one piece of it. The second piece and what we're specifically talking about today is once someone is actually subscribed, okay? So your lead magnet is getting subscribers, you're getting people on your email list. What happens then? Where are the mishaps that happen? And where are entrepreneurs really kind of missing the mark when it comes to having an email list that's working for them? So the very first thing that I would love to talk about is a lack of the end goal, okay? So as the marketer, as the business owner, as the brand, okay, you've got to be really clear on what you want people to ultimately do, aka what is going to be your offer? What is your service? Now, This doesn't necessarily, you don't have to have all this fleshed out, right? I don't want you to wait to grow your email list until maybe you've created your very first course. That's not what this is about. But you want to be super clear on the problem that you are solving for your ideal customer. Because then, and only then, can you reverse engineer. Can you say, okay, this is what I want someone to do. Everybody that opts in, I would love for them to take advantage of either this specific offer or I would love to support them with solving this specific problem. And then you can reverse engineer and be more intentional with how you get those people on your email list. And this ties hand in hand with your lead magnet. Now, I see this a lot and I have clients who come to me who maybe have a lead magnet. Actually, a recent client that I worked with had a lead magnet that was doing a great job on the surface, meaning huge conversions um, on the landing page, around 45% conversion rate on the landing page. Then, you know, they were opening the emails, they were reading the emails, they were downloading the PDF, but sales weren't coming in. Now She had previously created this freebie with someone else and for her brand and had been promoting it and marketing it for a while. Like marketing wasn't the issue. But when we started looking at it, the problem was that the freebie itself, the lead magnet itself, didn't directly tie to the end goal. It wasn't bringing in the right people who would then take advantage of the offer that she had in play. This specifically was a checklist, and there's nothing wrong with checklists, but I think the type of checklist that you create really depends on ultimately like what are you asking people to do. For example, she was wanting people to take advantage of a high ticket one-to-one offer. A checklist is not necessarily bringing in the right person. Now, if you're selling maybe a website template, then maybe a lead magnet that is, you know, a simple checklist to get your website up and running, that kind of dynamic would work, okay? But she was specifically wanting someone to invest thousands of dollars into a one-on-one program. And so having a checklist that was pretty generic didn't bring in the right person that would ultimately invest in that high-ticket offer. And that's what I mean by being super clear and specific on the end goal in reverse engineering and creating a lead magnet that's going to bring in the right individuals. Because where email lists fail is that they're, we're more focused on hitting a specific number or growing our email list by X you know, amount of people every single day, week, month, or year. And in doing so, sometimes we lose the intentionality. And in order for an email list to perform, to give you that ROI that it absolutely can, you know, for every dollar you spend on email marketing, it's about a $38 ROI, which is crazy, you have to be more intentional. And so getting super clear on that end goal really is key because it's going to allow you to then design a lead magnet that is going to bring in the right person. So it's all about having the right people, not a specific number of people on your email list. And this is exactly what we're going to be talking about in next week's live challenge. I'm going to be walking you through the specific framework that I use with my clients to determine what type of lead magnet should they be creating what should they include in this lead magnet to increase conversions? And we're also going to be talking a little bit about how to market that lead magnet as well so you can build a more intentional list. So again, be sure to head to brandmary.com magnet to get signed up for that challenge kicking off on April 17th. OMG, I finally made a physical planner. Truth be told, I created this planner years ago, but we have finally brought it all together and created this physical planner for you to help you in your business. When I first started my business, I was working a nine to five, had a new baby, and I was juggling all of the things while trying to get my business off the ground and running. And even as I continued to grow my business for a few years, it was as a solopreneur. And so I really had to have a clear plan of action and a roadmap for what I was focused on every single day so that I didn't have to waste time sitting in overwhelm or wondering what I was going to be working on. I started implementing the practices inside of the new 90-day brand Mary Planner back in 2016. When I was juggling all the things similar to probably what you're doing right now as you work to grow your business. I spent a few years tweaking it until finally, at the beginning of 2020, I felt like I had mastered the 90-day plan that also just so happens to be the same year that I doubled my revenue, and I don't think that it was by chance. I really think it came down to having a really clear roadmap and intention on what I was going to be working on and what would yield the biggest results in my business. So we have created this beautiful planner for you. It is an eight by five by 11 to serve as your key signature planner specifically for your business. It's not necessarily a place to jot down every single thing that you are doing in your life. We can save that all for our automated Google calendars, please. Those are on our phone. This is really for you to be intentional with the plans of your business. Now, of course, inside of the planner, there are tons of strategies, because if you know me, you know, and it's so important in how you show up in your life how to plan. We talk about your business in general, how you plan your business around really important events in your life, and making sure that you're checking in with yourself on a regular basis. This planner covers all of the areas that I talk about when it comes to building a sustainable business. So if you feel like you set these really big intentions for the year, but then you don't have a clear roadmap and action plan for actually executing those pieces, this planner is for you if you feel like you can really get overwhelmed with all the different things that you could be doing in your business and don't actually take the time to map it all out and break it all down into bite-sized pieces, then this planner is definitely for you. If you feel like you are always running your business on full throttle, not taking time to actually check in with yourself or see how your business is feeling and make those adjustments regularly, then you guessed it, this planner is for you. This planner was really designed to help you build your sustainable business while making sure that your business doesn't take away from the beautiful life of freedom that you desire. You can head to brandmary.com slash planner to grab your planner today. Again, it's b r a slash planner. You can also sign up for some additional resources that you get once you purchase the planner to help you improve your time management and productivity. I can't wait for you to get your hands on this and see how it supports you in building your sustainable business and life of freedom. The second thing that I think contributes to email lists failing is inconsistency. Yes, we all know how much I love consistency. This podcast should probably be called The Consistent Podcast, okay? Because... Consistently showing up for your audience is how you build trust. It also affects deliverability. So, one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that deliverability is key. And there are certain factors that we have that we can control deliverability, AKA, you know, where our emails end up in someone's inbox if they are actually seen. But there are also some factors that are outside of our control. The factors that we can control are, A, one of the areas everyone knows is like, don't be spammy, right? Don't watch what words you put in a subtitle. Don't do a bunch, uh, not a subtitle, a subject line. Don't do a bunch of exclamation marks, you know, essentially like, don't look like you're spamming someone, right? Because it will set off the red flags with the email deliverability platform, the email deliverability gods, if you will. And so that's one area. Another area that a lot of people don't realize is all the code in an email. And so this is why I always recommend Flowdesk because they really, lol, cracked the code in allowing customization, photos, um, you know, really beautiful emails without triggering those spam filters. It's one of the reasons I switched to ConvertKit years ago and I've stayed with them forever. Their deliverability is really, really high. Most of my emails either go to the primary folder. Um, They very rarely go to spam. I've actually had people email me and say, how are you getting, how am I getting these emails in the promotion folder? Everybody else, or the primary folder, everybody else is go to promotion. And I'm like, it's because I keep them simple. I don't add a lot of code. I don't add a lot of different colors. I don't do a ton of pictures. Those are all things that, you know, can make your content look spammy. The third piece, or what am I on? C, right? C, I think is the consistency or the email frequency. If you aren't emailing very often um, or your audience doesn't necessarily know when you email, so they're not opening your emails. Like, Let's say I typically email every single Thursday. My audience knows I email every single Thursday and Sundays. Those are my two big days and then I might drip other days in throughout. And so that is expected. My audience understands that. And so they're checking in on those emails. If I was a little bit more sporadic, there's a possibility that someone might miss my emails. And if that happens too often, the platform might take that as, oh, they don't actually want to see this. We'll just start sending it to spam. And so not only is you know email frequency play a role in actually getting your emails seen, but it also affects building trust with your audience. Consistency is a huge factor in building trust with your audience and a reason why people ultimately buy, right? We buy because we trust a brand. So it's one of the simplest things that you can do, but having a clear schedule of when you're going to email your list, whether that's bi-weekly on Thursdays or every other Sunday or Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever that looks like for you and sticking with it can really help improve the deliverability, but also the conversions on your email list. Because remember, that's what we're really focused on. We're focused on the conversions. And I think that's the part that like a lot of people don't hear, especially when they're just getting started building their email list. It's just, okay, I want to hit 100 subscribers, or I want to get 1,000 subscribers, or I just need to get subscribers. But what I really want you to start thinking about is converting that email list because your email list can absolutely be where the money comes from. And time and time again, When I launch, my sales come from my email marketing. I will use promotional tactics like social media to remind my audience. So if I have followers who follow me on social media, I might remind them of what I said in my email or create a video or something that I can't necessarily send in an email that I know that they would consume on social media or use things like retargeting ads or putting it on my website, like of course there are different things that I use when launching, but at its core, email marketing is where the sales come from. And that only happens because of a clear end goal and bringing in the right people and then making sure that I have some sort of email frequency that I am honoring so that they know that I'm showing up in their inbox every single week. The other piece of that is being super crystal clear on your brand. <laughs> like it always just comes back to branding. But when your audience knows what to expect in each of your emails and they know what your emails are generally about, it's going to improve your open rates and ultimately your, you know, your viewership because they know that when I open this person's email, I'm going to get tips on this. Or when I open this person's email, I'm going to be inspired by this. Whatever it is that your brand does. So my audience knows that when I send an email, it's going to be about branding or marketing. It's going to be centered around helping them build their business, get their brand seen. And yes, I might shift how I deliver that value, maybe it's via a story, maybe it's via a piece of content like a blog post or a podcast, maybe it's via a free gift, but at the end of the day, they know that a brand merry email is going to ultimately help them build their business. So you need to have a clear understanding of the purpose behind the content that you are sending because you can absolutely sell in every single email. There could be a clear CTA to buy something from you or to schedule a call or a passive CTA like in the footer or a PS line. But at the end of the day, the email itself has got to provide the value. And so what is the value that you are providing? Why is someone going to be opening your email? And is it super clear to them the value that they are going to get? Now, a great place to kind of define this value is in the email sequence we talked about at the very beginning of this episode when somebody opts in to a lead magnet you have an opportunity to introduce yourself and to position your brand in that automated email sequence that's where you start to plant the seed and say hey this is my brand this is what I'm about this is what I'll be showing up in your inbox and delivering you know tidbits on or information on or inspiration on or education on or whatever it is that you do This is where you get to say, hey, I'm going to be showing up in your inbox. This is why you need this. This is what I'm going to be delivering. Keep checking in. And when you can establish that really early on in the process and then honor that via your frequency and then also delivering that through the emails, you're going to find that your email list performs better. Now I don't want to dive into open rates and click-through rates because unfortunately there is it's just really hard to monitor those things now. Not that you can't see that number clearly in front of your face, but because with the iOS update, with Apple, um, with some, platforms like so, anybody who has like a .edu email address, some of their specific email platforms uh, will automatically mark something as open or clicked through. And unfortunately, that's something that we can't control as marketers. But knowing kind of your baseline is really, really helpful. So I know that my base open rate is anywhere between 35 and 44% which is really high, okay? But it has been very, very consistent for years. Now, I know probably about 5% of that is with the new iOS update. So let's say I'm at about 30%, which is a good open rate for your email list. So you want to monitor those numbers, but you also don't want to put too much like crazy emphasis in, oh that number changed by a percentage or this went up. One of the things that I really love to look at are my unsubs my unsubscribers. And I have said this for many years, but I really value unsubscribers to my email list because in my mind, when I get unsubscribers, it's because my messaging was super intentional for what I do. Okay. there's no confusion around what a Brand Mary email provides or what I'm encouraging my audience to do. And if someone unsubscribes from that, they're not going to be my ideal customer because there must be something that I said that doesn't resonate with them. And that is okay. And so when I'm looking at my metrics, that's definitely something that I look at. And I often find, unless I'm just in a launch period where the emails are really just like buy this, I'm selling this, doors are open, you know, we're talking like an email uh, about a resource or I'm giving a tip or, or something like that, more of like those value-driven emails, if I see unsubs, I usually see a surge in click-throughs, which I think is so interesting. And those are the types of emails that I really pay attention to because that's telling me that there was something in that email, there's some a topic or something that I said that is really intentional. And my audience that is like, oh, yes, she is speaking to me, are clicking through, they're taking action. And the individuals who are like, okay, this is not the place for me are unsubscribing. So just kind of bringing it back full circle, that really goes back to understanding your brand, understanding your ideal customer, understanding, you know, what is the purpose of your email list? Because yes, as a marketer, it's like, okay, I'm creating an email list, so I have people to sell to. Yes. But what is the purpose for Your subscribers. What are they ultimately getting from that? And you want to define that early on and you want to communicate that to them really early on and continue to communicate that through the emails that you send. The last thing that I want to talk about when it comes to, you know, creating a more intentional email list and ultimately why email lists fail is that they lack personality, okay? They lack personality, You've really got to understand your audience, hands down. You've got to understand your audience. You've got to understand their needs. This is why customer clarity is so freaking important. Knowing who you're speaking to is the key to successful marketing. And it plays a role in the lead magnet that we talked about before, but it also plays a role in ultimately like how you're creating these emails, the type of copy that you're including. And I think this is a really great opportunity to also talk a little bit about AI because so many people are expecting AI tools, specifically like ChatGPT, which I've talked about in a previous episode, to save them, to make them become better copywriters. But you don't have the personality that you need to ultimately be successful with marketing, with copy, when you're 100% reliant on something like ChatGPT. And it's the personality behind the brand, and as we're talking about email list building right now, the personality in your email campaigns that builds the trust, that gets people to take action, that moves someone through the buying process, ultimately leading them from subscriber to customer to client. And that personality comes from the branding piece and such a clear understanding of who you are and who your ideal customer is, and finding those connections or finding ways to share your side or your perspective to something, position you as uh, something different than what they might be seeing in the industry. Chat GPT and these AI tools are not going to save your business. They're not going to save your copywriting. They're not going to save all of these different pieces. And the more and more that entrepreneurs start utilizing them, because don't get me wrong, they are a tool. They are meant to be a tool, but they are not meant to be the brand. They are not meant to be the copywriter. That is you. That is you. And the more that you can really refine your voice, your tone, pull your personality through, the more that you will find that people want to read your emails. And this is, again, why I truly believe that not only have I had consistent open rates for years, but my email list has delivered the revenue, right? Has generated the revenue for the business. Because every email really comes from that position of like, what value am I providing my ideal customer? Knowing that they're on my email list because my lead magnet was so specific to my ideal customer that I know that it would only pull in the right people. Like having that certainty is key. And then knowing that every time I write an email, I'm writing an email specifically to them, for them, from me. From me, from my brand. So that they get to know me. And that's really what the email list is in my mind. And I think this really shifted for me when I changed from Facebook group marketing to primarily my email list. Now, as I mentioned in the beginning, I've had an email list since the beginning, since 2016, and I also had started a group, a Facebook group in 2016 as well. At the beginning of 2019, I started to notice that my email list was creating more buzz, more engagement, more inquiries to work with me than my Facebook group was and my Facebook group was requiring a lot more. I could send one to two emails a week. I had to post almost every day inside of a Facebook group, right? So I made the switch and mentally I made the switch to say I no longer have my community in a Facebook group. I now have my community inside of this email list. So I just started treating every email as if I was speaking directly to the same people who were inside of my group, where I could see their specific name and their picture and they could comment. We could have like a little chit chat. I just took this exact same approach with my email marketing. And it made and continues to make such a big difference. So when it comes to email list building, it's not about taking a passive approach. It's about being super intentional. From the very beginning piece of like, what are you giving people in exchange for their name and their email address so that you're bringing in the right people to what is the value that you're ultimately providing for them? Why are they opening your emails? How are you showing up for them? What is the frequency, the consistency around it? And making sure that you're showing up as A friend, right? Or you're showing up with whatever personality approach you want to take, right? You understand your tone. You understand what types of stories you want to share. You understand what your ideal customer needs. These are all really, really key pieces to having email marketing that works for you. And as we start to experience more and more, um, what's the best word for this more and more uh people utilizing artificial intelligence to market the demand for relationships, the demand for personalization, the demand for who is this person really is going to go up and that's where Having a community where you can speak to your ideal customer and being super clear on your brand is so, so important. So I hope that this episode was really helpful in pinpointing some of the areas where you could improve how you are showing up for your email list, improve how you are ultimately building your email list, because honestly, like I said, that is really the first and most crucial part. And if you are listening to this email before, See, I said email too many times. If you are listening to this podcast before April 17th, then be sure to join me in my upcoming free challenge by going to brandmary.com slash magnet and signing up. And I will walk you through the whole process. No more guessing. I will walk you through the process of creating an irresistible lead magnet that allows you to create a revenue generating email list because the potential is there. And this is something I help my clients with all of the time again as you can probably tell love me some email marketing and i'm excited to support you in the same way again if this podcast spoke to you and you want to drop me a line over on instagram or share some insights that you have or even send me a question that you might have you can follow me at michelle knight co and Please share this out with a friend or a colleague that might need to hear this message about email lists, their potential, and how we should be showing up more intentionally. I'll be back with another episode next week, and I hope to see you in the live challenge kicking off on April 17th. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brand Mary Podcast, and congrats on taking this time for your future self. If you want to continue to gather information and inspiration, Plus, check out the links from today's episode. Be sure to visit brandmarypodcast.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-M-E-R-R-Y podcast.com. Tons of free resources and links from today's episode are available for you there. And in addition, I have free resources, blogs, and free gifts over at brandmary.com. You can connect with all of my amazing tools to help you build the life of your dreams. I'll be back next week with another episode and I'll talk to you then. We love reviews over here on the podcast. I mean, who doesn't? If you can take a second to leave a review of the Brand Mary podcast over on iTunes, it would mean so much. And to reward you for your time and energy in doing so, I'd love to buy you your coffee, tea, or freaking muffin completely on me. Just after you leave your review, take a screenshot, head on over to Instagram and find me, Michelle Knight Co. Send me your DM and I will send you a gift card for Starbucks. It's like a win-win. Not only are you writing an amazing review, which allows us to get the podcast out to more people, you're getting a free beverage and we're connected on Instagram. And as always, if this episode spoke to you, please consider sharing it with just one person. It means a lot. All right. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in next week's episode.